0: This is Team Time, your weekly Q&A session to building better teams and leadership practices. This series of episodes is part of the Better Teams podcast, hosted by me, Vincent, and Max. Thank you for being here with us. Have a good listening. Hey, hi,
1: Max. Hi, Vincent. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. It's been a while that I've been on this podcast, so I'm actually quite excited.
0: It's true, but it's been a year already that we are doing this podcast. Yeah. What a crazy one. A lot of episodes. I didn't count. I should have counted the number of episodes we have released, but it's quite a lot in just one year. April fifteen was the first release.
1: Yeah, it's it's been it's been a very strange year, but I'm I'm actually very happy that we've discovered this format as well because uh, I think uh, you got to talk to a lot of very very interesting people, and I think the technical side has improved. I mean, uh, now you see what you can do with sound is quite amazing.
0: Yeah, no, it's been a year of creating podcasts, as you said, a year of meeting interesting, uh, inspiring people, managers, HR, uh, etc., uh, and it's been a year of keeping people connected. I think what we've discovered with that podcast and what what we've experienced is really the The connections we can create between people and uh, how we can really capture and share knowledge and experience. So that was interesting. And even more so that we started to create podcasts for other people and other teams in other companies to really connect their purposes and goals. And that was something very interesting to see how podcasts can help people grow and teams grow their knowledge, especially remotely, right? Yeah, I agree. I think
1: podcasts are really good in the sense that they really help people uh, tell their stories without feeling the anxiety of having a camera and things like that in front of them. So you can really unlock knowledge. And knowledge is such an undervalued asset in companies. You know, we say, OK, people are our main assets and everything, but uh, we don't really take this, the usual steps of capturing that, uh, that knowledge, capturing that, that thinking journey of people. We have this tendency to kind of ask them to write things down, but uh, people are usually dragging their feet when it's about uh, writing things down. So I think in this space, podcasts and other medium which are less invasive are really helping people tell their stories and increase this, uh, this knowledge management approaches, especially in
0: companies. Yeah, It's quite fascinating, I mean, especially for me getting to ask a lot of questions to people to really observe how people can reveal all the knowledge they have without even knowing that in advance. Sometimes you have to ask the right questions to unlock or just asking questions and and really honestly listening to what people have to say. And they will really share a lot and reveal a lot of their own experience, expertise, what they have learned along the way. That's really, really deep. And I think to celebrate this this one year of getting to to talk to people and getting to create a lot of content, I would like to dig into uh, more of what knowledge management is, actually, what knowledge is. You, Max, you have a lot of experience in that. You just talk about knowledge as an underestimate asset in companies. But maybe it would be good to know what you mean by knowledge management. What would be your definition of, of knowledge management? Yeah,
1: well, it's it's interesting that you say you have a lot of experience with that because I think everybody has experience with knowledge, right? <laughs> That's the whole thing about knowledge. But it's about learning how to... Uh to point to it you know wh- where is that knowledge you know how to to recognize where where there is knowledge and where there's knowledge that you can share because that's also the interesting part in what you said about uh about the podcast is that people have you know they're not interested in writing things down you know it's like i like i said it's it's such a drag to write things down so when your knowledge management strategy is based on okay please put all of your knowledge on paper and if it's not paper if you know online or, or whatever uh wiki tool you're using to do that people get lost in it, you know, they're not interested. And what they write is really just, uh, they just write the outcome of whatever they've done. And knowledge management is so much more than that. Knowledge management is really about capturing the thinking journey. And that's the very interesting part with podcasts, for instance, because like you said, when you ask questions, just untying tongues, right? People are just going. When someone doesn't want to write anything about what they've done in the last uh, two years, because, you know, they wouldn't know where to start and they wouldn't know how to explain what they did. If you, you know, find them at the coffee corner, and start, you know, asking them about it, I mean, they won't shut up about it. And that's the thing, because they're proud of it, right? I mean, you've been building a lot of knowledge across the years and, you know, on certain projects and stuff like that, you want to talk about it because you're proud of it, right? You know, you feel completely um, connected to what you've been achieving with your colleagues, right? You know, to you, when you met that goal, when you developed that new technique, when you, you launched that new product, I mean, you want to talk about that, but you don't want to write about it. So I think that's where having a Proper knowledge man- management strategy, which is really people-centered, makes a lot of difference.
0: And it always works better when you have a conversation, right? When it's not just you, yourself, trying to put your thoughts together and make sense of it, but when you can have a challenging conversation, back and forth, and, and having questions and having to answer, right? It, it works better. Absolutely. I mean, you
1: no know, knowledge is conversations. You know, people are conversations. So you, you need that. It's especially challenging these days, right? You know, with the distance and...
0: Uh... Yeah, but we also tend to forget about that because we ask people just to be efficient, productive and to keep track of what they do. But it's always um, a lonely effort, I think. Uh, and it's better when you can bring that sense of conversation and exchange on the table. One thing that people tell me a lot after a better team's interview, for example, they always say, or most of the time they say, that they appreciated that time, that it was nice because it gave them the opportunity to stop and think and they lack that time actually in their day-to-day job. One question that teams and team members can have is when is it a good time? Uh, or when can you allow or should you allow some time to think about that knowledge and knowledge management well that's the thing it's always a good time to think
1: about knowledge and uh, and that's why I recognize a lot what you're saying about you know the kind of energy that uh, that the guests of the podcast are getting after the interview because it's very difficult for you know for a person to just say okay this is the part I want to share this is the part which will matter for people you don't know that you know you don't know what, what kind of information people are looking for for that you need to have those conversations you know you need to have someone asking you questions you know, someone who's more Uh, let's say junior than you in a certain domain you know asking you those questions otherwise yeah you're just writing things out but you know without the mindset of the uh, of the student right you have the mindset of the expert already and then you don't know what to teach so it's uh it's very interesting and I think also going back to you being uh, former teacher what we hear a lot right is that uh, you really start learning when you start teaching so I think it's all connected but um, as to when it is important yes it's important all the time but unfortunately in most companies people start to pay attention to knowledge either when someone is joining the organization so during the onboarding and we want to share information about okay what are we doing how we are doing it uh, sometimes why we are doing it Uh, actually it's often lacking but all these informations and you're like oh I think I should have something, you know, in place to be able to transfer that to that person. But usually this is not available or it's outdated or things like that. So that I would say the first moments where organizations uh, are thinking about knowledge and unfortunately they also think about knowledge when someone is living because we, you know, they start to think, Oh my God, this person is living. What kind of knowledge uh, are we bleeding here? You know, uh, this person is, this, this person has been around for X years and, uh, Did we capture all the things that uh, she did in the last uh, X years? You know, do we have the information? Do we have someone in the company who's capable of doing the same thing? And the answer is often no, we don't, you know, because there's never been really an active step in that. You know, there's never been an active knowledge management strategy, you know, how to encourage people to share, how to... How to make sure that um, younger people, more junior people are learning from these people and not just when you know they have one foot out of the door. So yeah, it should be all the time. It's always important. Unfortunately, we only focus in companies in when people arrive and when they leave. And the core is really in the middle. That's
0: where you create knowledge. That's where it matters. Yeah, but also the, the underlying question here is how do you make it a priority, right? Compared to other aspects of business operation, knowledge oftentimes is not perceived as a key problem first and a key challenge to to really dig into right so how do you make it a priority and why should you make it a priority the why
1: is pretty clear i mean yeah it's the core of everything uh and why is it not a priority i think it's because it's kind of hidden while knowledge should be you know embedded in everything and is embedded in everything so to make it a priority in the organization is to make it visible again To make people understand, okay, we've developed this new product, that's great. We've documented how to use that new product, that's great. But how did we come to think about this product? What were we trying to solve in the beginning, you know? Um, How did we come to that conclusion? What was the thinking journey? All of these things are usually missing because they are just in the mind of people. And sometimes people don't take the time to share. Sometimes... They also don't want to share because that's also a form of, you know, uh, job protection. And that's very sad, but it, it happens a lot. And it happens when you cannot give people the confidence that, uh, that they are more than just their knowledge, you know, unfortunately. So, yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons why it's not centered. And of course, the simple fact that most products and most initiatives in a company, so whatever is related to, to the product, to the core business of the company, all of these things are, um, are realized within the context of projects, right? a project is temporary by nature so it's it's just a temporary organization you take people from department x department department y and you put them together and then you got a project where right? you got a project manager on top of that and you execute if possible within time budget you know and scope you know so you're successful but I would challenge that you're actually successful if you haven't been capturing any knowledge, you know, because then all of the the good practice, what you've done, the thinking journey, all of these things will be lost, right? And the next person starting the next project, even if that person is using the same team, might fail completely or actually reinvent the wheel altogether and that's the problem because there's no real uh, you know transfer mechanism which exists and which are at the disposal of um project managers and because knowledge is not a clear objective of a given project you know it's not part of the deliverable officially and stuff like that then it gets lost because a project in itself doesn't have any organizational memory it's not the same as a department a department, a team, has an organizational memory, you can capture things, right? But a project is made of multiple sources and multiple people and it just get disbanded and everything gets lost.
0: So for project managers out there or any, anybody managing a project at some point, what would you say are crucial elements, key things to keep in mind about knowledge management and to try to implement
1: well, I think it's really important to, from the very beginning of the project, have a strategy in mind, you know, so discussing also with your stakeholders and explaining that, okay, this has to be part of my project. I, I need to set goals and set whatever KPIs on that to deliver you know, and transfer that knowledge as well, because uh, this is the only reason why our project will be repeatable. And in some cases, you know, organizations are doing highly, highly customized stuff, right? So that's when, you know, um, knowledge is really within the people. And every time, you know, it's a different project. So you could say, yeah, well, we don't need to capture things because, you know, every project is different. But that's not true, because the thinking journey and how you come to conclusions, this is what you want to capture. And you need to get that out of people as well. In some cases, it's much, much more uh, repeatable. So it's really codified, you know, you can reproduce the same thing over and over again. And here it's getting a lot more closer to documentation management. So there it's different kind of uh, a strategy, for instance. So I think for project managers, it's very important that they are aware in which scenario they are. So are they really with something repeatable or some in something which is like one-off for which they need to capture the thinking journey? So it's very important to know that. Discuss with your stakeholders what can be done around that. So to spend the proper amount of time on that, but also discuss with whoever is a line managers of the line manager of the people in your project to really link knowledge to the people development and to the leadership development, all these aspects, because it's only when people are aware that knowledge is important and that uh, sharing it with their colleagues, sharing how they came to this or that conclusion is important only then you can start capturing knowledge within the project, you need to link it to the people, you need to create the room for them to transfer that knowledge to present that knowledge, to share that knowledge and it can be in very non-invasive forms you know, like for instance we're talking about podcast I mean podcast is the best is is the best way to do that I would say because you can capture those conversations, you can get the scripts out of it you can create documentation out of it you can share that information it's, you know, so there are many ways but for that you need to, to have Uh, the stakeholders involved and the people involved this is key and you don't need a very big budget for that and i think that's actually where the problem is you know there's a myth to be busted here because we always assume okay but uh, we need to have this huge system in place to capture this or that no it's not true you know you just need to have people talk to each other and uh, yeah just record those conversations and turn them into another format it can also be format like sketch noting for instance That's also the perfect way to do that
0: You mentioned different type of knowledge and organization. You talked about codification, for example, I heard that. Could you explain more for people who are not aware of the different kind of knowledge and the different kind of organization to adapt to that knowledge?
1: Well, basically, when when we talk about codification, codification of knowledge is mostly about uh, reapplying a recipe. For instance, you want to cook certain kind of uh, dinner while you take a book of recipe, you know, and you look at it and it's okay. If I follow those steps, I'll make it happen, right? I mean, more or less. But not everything is like that, right? You know, there's a lot of projects where, you know, what you did last time, if you follow all the steps, it's not going to get you to the same conclusion because you're not looking for the same conclusion. And it can be in any kind of industry, right? I mean, for instance, assembling a car. Okay, the very first uh, pilot project is going to be a bit of a mess. But once, you know, you got it right and then you go into industrialization phase, well, you're just following steps, right? That's why uh, there's a lot of automation involved. That's why there's a lot of robotics involved as well. So this is really capturing knowledge which is codified and can be reapplied. That's the very, very big difference. And there you need very strong documentation system, IT systems, we can really, really help you get there. Because if at the end of the pilot project, you don't record anything, then well, you have to start all over again. So here it's pure codification.
0: Okay, so that was for codification, but what is on the other side of the spectrum? Well, on the completely
1: side of the spectrum, there is personalization. So when you're not repeating the same thing, but the thinking journey is very similar. So how you come to those conclusions. So that's where you need to really create the right means within the organization, within the team, to share knowledge between people and to capture those thinking journeys in a, let's say more informal format if I can put it like this because it's very difficult to put that on paper so that's where you know typically podcast videos and stuff like that conversations are really really useful because here you can also share some mental models you know on how you came to that or that conclusion so it's really the opposite of the of the spectrum because you cannot just reapply it you know it's uh, the source of the knowledge is very important in codification there's a sort of um commoditized aspect of the knowledge because then the source doesn't matter anymore as long as it's properly recorded it becomes available right here it's different it's it's really really deeply related to the source of knowledge and connecting those different sources becomes key
0: yeah as you said codification relies on the economics of reuse right you reuse a lot you so the more you can document this objectified knowledge be it expertise, technical expertise, the best it is. And personalization relies more on the economics of experts. Expertise is what people have in mind, the 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 original things they have developed along the way with their experience and their career. And that is really much into people's minds and it really serves innovation the best, right? So I would be curious, we, we made a poll uh, last week asking people where knowledge is actually hiding in the organization so what was the result of that poll? are companies more personalized or codified it's
1: very interesting i mean of course you know it's a poll that we did in our linkedin network right so people come from very different industries as well so you cannot say it's representative for that or that industry but it's very interesting because for the majority of people they see that knowledge is within people or within both people and information systems that's actually the, the main thing. But uh, we had like having 3% of people only who said, okay, well, it's in our information system. I would really bet that these are very, very technical industries, you know, industrialized industries, uh, if I can say that, <laughs> if I can say that. So basically uh, things which are really highly repeatable, I would argue that probably. But uh, yeah, for, I think the understanding for most people is that it's really either in people only or in both people and, and information systems. And that makes a lot of sense because it's always a mix of both, right? Of course, in some industries, you're, you really are leaning towards personalization because uh, it's not repeatable things that you're producing, but uh, the thinking journey itself is repeatable. So it's really just people. It's rarely it's really just people. And if it's just people, you got a problem, right? Because you really need to make sure that uh, that you keep those people. And I would say usually this doesn't scale, right? Because if it's within people and it's a small company with five, five person, okay, that's fine. That's fine because people talk and uh, you keep the knowledge. It's available. People can call each other. So that's all good. But when you go into a, a massive organization if all of your knowledge is within people and you don't have any supporting system to connect these people, then you've got a massive problem. So um, it's very important to be aware of both. And unfortunately, actually often in companies, they have both. So they have documentation management system and they have the people, but the link between the two doesn't exist, you know, because they don't know how to make it exist. They don't know how to ask people to write things down because it's, it's not motivating. You know, you're like, why would I spend time writing things down? And next to that, I have to, to execute on my project. And that's where it's very important for people leaders to really make that part of the, the objectives of those people. Not to force them to write things down, but having smart objectives. And not smart as in, you know, smart um, specific measurable and stuff like that. And I'm, when I'm saying smart is that they need to have those objectives in thinking differently about knowledge. So you need to encourage them to, for instance, uh, share knowledge with their colleague through, I don't know, organize certain certain sessions.
0: Uh, Just like creative incentive and making knowledge a part of the natural way of working, right?
1: Well, I think in this case, it's really about teaming up with the line manager. So the person who is really responsible for the development of of the people within the project. Because projects are usually in a matrix organization. And uh, it's, very, it's very important to incentivize people to share their knowledge and not just asking them to write things down because they won't find the time. It won't be a priority in the project or on their daily work to, to write things down. And still, even if they would have the time to write things down, they wouldn't know what to write. So it's very important to make them share this knowledge through conversations, through discussions with other team members to together capture, okay, what is really What is really important? What is the real thinking journey here? What are we trying to to make sure that we remember? What are we trying to, to share with other people who are not there? What are we trying to
0: make sure we reuse in the future? What advice would you give to project managers or people managing projects to really put knowledge into the center of what they do and encourage people to share, to have that attitude of sharing knowledge and building this knowledge network?
1: I would really encourage people leaders to really foster knowledge management in the objectives of, uh, of their people's development. For instance, if you look at performance reviews, right? I mean, there's a lot of companies also using that system, actually the majority. It's not a perfect system, but okay, it's a system in place and uh, you can create some KPIs on that. So I'm very much aware that uh, it's very difficult for managers and leaders to put that in place in their teams because it's not uh, in the center of people's mind, which is why we've come up with a, a template that, uh, that people can use, managers can use to, to set objectives in their teams. And this template, I mean, the ultimate goal is to make knowledge uh, more of a central piece. So making sure that their people are, are more curious, so they are more interested in sharing things about about them, things they learn, things they want to, to pass on to the rest of their colleagues, to be more vocal about it, so uh, taking the steps to maybe organize uh, an online event where they can just share these things, to be more mindful. And by mindful, I mean to recognize that their colleagues also have things to share and give them the room to do that. And of course, being flexible is super important because it's about, uh, you know, being willing to change based on that new knowledge that just found out in the team. And of course, the ultimate objective is for people to really be themselves, you know, to, to share their story, but encourage others to, to share their story. And that's basically the kind of objectives you can set in your teams. And to help you with that, of course, we're going to be sharing that, uh, that template with you and feel free to use it.
0: And in addition to that, I wanted to let you know, dear listeners, that Max and I, we have designed a free knowledge management assessment. It's available online on our website, intervals.com. I will include the link in the podcast description, of course. If you felt like it was a lot of information when we talked about codification, personalization, and if you wonder what it actually means to you, to your team, to your organization, well, we have created this test to give you that answer. So you get a personalized report on your knowledge strategy when you complete the test. You don't get lost in questions and in never-ending discussions. So just complete the test. It takes only four minutes and you get an overview of your knowledge management situation. All right. uh, I think we've covered a lot of things. Thanks, Max. Oh, thanks a lot. Very happy to be back on the podcast. Yeah, I was glad to have you back, uh, and and we'll do uh, we'll do more episodes on the topic of knowledge because it's a major one, especially when teams are working remotely. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. See you in the next episode.